Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So a while ago, we talked about uh, Shannon Doherty. You know the actress, the great Shannon Doherty, who's struggling with stage four cancer. Now, she won her battle against State Farm, and, and the judgment was $6.3 million. And remember, she won because she was displaced from her home. It was because of the Woosley Fire or Woosley Fire. Yeah, they burned down anyway in some one of those California fires. And it was her Malibu mansion. And so they did work on the house. And they gave her a rental that she could live in while they were working on her home. But it wasn't enough for Shannon. And so they went to court. And Shannon won. She testified in everything. It was, I mean, she got on the stand, gave the tears. I've got cancer. I'm struggling. And they bought it. $6.3 million. And State Farm is like, um, no. <laughs> We're not paying that. <laughs> so they refiled. They were like, oh, no, that's excessive. Uh, the evidence that we submitted makes it clear that we uh, we reasonably uh, made payments to Shannon. And it's clear. And so, I mean, State Farm is like, we are not paying at all. So now they're going to drag Shannon Dory, suffering from stage four cancer. Dying. They're just stringing it out until Shannon dies. That's sad. <laughs> she said you drug your feet and i just want me i'm just trying to i'm just trying to live out the remaining years of my life in my malibu mansion that got burned down and you won't fix it well i mean you fixed it but you just didn't give me enough and you didn't do enough and i need some more <laughs> i love it. i don't know if it makes me hate state farm or like them i'm not sure where i need to be on that because they want they've gone to court i guess you get to you know you you get to what do they call it you know say no <laughs> i i shut up you get to appeal it don't look at me like that but uh i just find it like at some point right i mean state the state farm all right you're 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 backing up Aaron Rodgers, maybe you tell Aaron, "Hey, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna skip a campaign with you, and we're gonna give Shannon our her six point three, and then we'll bring you back." Okay, maybe you do that. I just feel like it's kind of petty on State Farm's fault, but it's not my six point three million. So that battle is still going on. But just be let it be known that when Shannon does leave this earth because of her stage four cancer yeah you'll be the one laughing out of the other side of your face okay <laughs> i want to can i can't pick a side uh, am i supposed to be able to pick a side like i want to hate state farm they're a nasty insurance company we just talked about the one movie the other day that uh, stockwell was in the guy that just died, Dean Stockwell, he was in The Rainmaker. And, you know, Rudy Baylor, of course, was the first time turning up against the evil insurance company. Stockwell was the judge, one of the first judges who was on the take, and he was really sick. 
battling cancer. Anyway, uh, I just want to, you know, so you hate the, that movie makes you hate the insurance company. And, you know, what's his face? Matt Damon, who played Rudy Baker. And uh, John Voight. It was a, anyway, it was a great movie. I love that movie. That stupid movie, Rainmaker. And uh, uh, what's his face? Danny DeVito plays his partner. Really good. And uh, what's his face? The other guy was in it too. Are you sure you like this movie? You don't know who's in it. Roy Scheider, Danny Glover. I mean, it was a, an all-star cast. I love this stupid movie, The Rainmaker. But my point is, is that they make Roy Scheider is the head of this evil insurance company, and you hate them, right? They're they first. They get the paperwork because the first line is always decline, decline, decline before they ever pay out, and you know you get it. So I'm, I want to, you know, I'm throwing State Farm into the evil insurance company. I don't know if they're evil or not. Let's say they're not. But they're fighting against Shannon Doherty. And I just feel like, you know, you went to court. She got on the stand. She poured her heart out to the jury. They said, yep, you know what? You owe her all kinds of money. Pay the money and move on. But no, they will not. And now, you know what? I'm on Shannon Doherty's side now. And I don't even like her. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Okay, so I just want to let you know, since it's Fat Pile Friday, and I I mean, I've got a ton of fat to get to today. Seriously. Just look at me. Anyway, Prince Charles has now given an update on Queen Mum's health. Now, Prince Charles told a member of the public, I don't know what, I guess that's anyone, right? I guess he walked out to the gate and said, are you a member of the public? And I'll let you know how my mom is doing the queen he said that uh, queen elizabeth is in, on good form after a period of rest she's dead i just i'm just telling you right <laughs> she's in good form after a period of rest yes yeah, she's dead only yeah, i guess if she was he'd be the one that'd be dancing right so he'd be saying oh yeah so we lost her sorry even if so if she's on her deathbed that is that means that she is still alive darn it Got to change my thought on that because Charles wants to be king so bad that if she was even close to dead, he would be out at the gate talking to a member of the public saying, I'm king, I'm king, I'm king, mom's dead, mom's dead, I'm king. And so now telling people that she's on good form, ooh, that had to hurt. Anyway. <laughs> The queen, yay! The queen is on good form after a period of rest. That's great. So, you know, I've always been a kind of a proponent of you're in prison and you get what you get. Just, you know, with all the time I've spent behind bars, locked up, I, uh, you know, you get what you get. But really, Torture is something that we do to our enemies. We don't necessarily, and I don't consider people in our prisons our enemy, unless, you know, you're down there in Gitmo. If you're in Gitmo, then you're our enemy. Uh, We can torture you down there all we want. But there's a story about four inmates in Oklahoma. They were at the Oklahoma County Detention Center. They filed a federal lawsuit 
alleging that they were tortured by being forced to listen to Baby Shark for hours on end. Oh, man. That is torture. Okay, stop for now. I don't, I don't want to go anymore. Okay, It's not in my head yet, so I'm okay. So the suit named two former detention officers, and they claim that they were handcuffed and meant to stand in, in some interrogation room for up to four hours. They were struck and spit on and had to listen to this god-awful song for four hours. That is torture. All right, that's what it is. No, stop. So they endured unconstitutional conditions of confinement or tortures. I mean, you win. they're only asking for 75000 uh, in damages and interest. I hope interest. Interest should be millions. Because if all you have to do to win this case, in my estimation, as an attorney that I play, pretend to be on this show, uh, you just walk into court and you don't shut it off for four hours. And you walk over to the jury, you spit on them, you slap them, you handcuff them. You win the case. You're done. You're done. All right, oh dear Lord. Remember, please stop. This is an old. This song is like one of the most. By God, stop. So, that song. It's like one of the most viewed videos on YouTube. It's got billions of views. And I remember hearing it even before it became this billion hit on YouTube because it's an old scout thing. And my kids were, my kids were out there, scout camps. And that's what, that's the God awful song that they sang. That's torture enough at the scout camps. And then to have to do that for four hours. Oh no, no baby. No. And I mean, we talked about, uh, how we did that years ago to noriega he went into some building that they couldn't get him out of so the army surrounded him and just played rock and roll and it doesn't i don't recall what they actually played because really any song or any album over and over and over again like i i I am definitely guilty of liking a song and continuing to play it for for you know many times over but at some point and i'm doing that to myself so but at some point you go okay that's enough i don't want to hear it anymore i got to get it out and it's just gone but we have that we had the the walking dead episode where negan had captured daryl and the whole show was Daryl in a cell having We're on easy street And it feels so sweet Cause the world is but a treat And you're on easy Now you bring that down And, and you go Oh Okay you're, you know you, If that's been playing for Let's say Let's say four hours uh, Now let's say two hours You've had easy street playing for two hours And then you stop and you go Oh 
back on again. Oh my God. And then it stops. And you're like, oh my God. And you think you're pretty good. No, that's torture. And remember, remember, now I realize that the Oklahoma story is real life, but is it real life imitating art or art imitating real life? Because don't forget the Sopranos episode where Tony was going to buy the house and he paid the guy 200000 and he, then he and Camilla got into a big fight over it and he said, screw it, I'm not buying it. And I want my 200000 back. And the guy, the psychologist or psychiatrist or whatever he was, said, no, it's a deposit. That money is long gone. Ooh. Ooh. And you figured Tony was just going to kill him right there. But he wouldn't have got his money back. Right? So he has his team pull a boat up off the property of this guy out in the water. And he puts the speakers up. And in the the show, you know, the psychiatrist is having dinner with the wife and a couple of friends, and they're having their hoity-toity dinner, clicking wine glasses. And then you hear... Ladies and gentlemen, the Sands Hotel proudly presents the star of our show, direct from the bar, Dean Martin. He goes out, he sees the speakers, and it's just blasting into his house, man. So they close the doors, he hollers, and it stops. You don't hear it. And then later on, they show him and the wife, and I don't know how long it was, whether it was that, not later that night or days, you know, a couple days later. And it sounded like it was a, it was like a day later because uh, the wife says, Just pay him the money! Just give him his money back. So it wasn't Tony. I mean, this guy was going to f- try to battle it out. But the wife was like having none of it because she was like, he was, I'll just call the cops again. Oh, they'll just turn it down when they come. He can pay that $200 fine forever. Just give him his money back. And there's nothing. They're sitting out on the porch and there's no sound. And then you hear, uh, you hear part of it. It's this, uh, it's live from Las Vegas. Uh, recorded, uh, well, in 1967, but it was released in 2005. It was uh, my main man, Dean Martin, at the Sands Hotel. And he's telling jokes. He's doing the whole thing. It's really funny. One of my, there was a couple of, uh, a couple of jokes in there where he talks about, um, I don't drink anymore. Uh, what was the joke? I don't drink anymore. I, put, I freeze it. And I eat it like a popsicle. <laughs> and then the uh the one guy says uh, he says uh you're not drunk if you don't lay on the floor without holding on really funny good stuff dean martin the dino the martin stir but hours of on on repay just take a breath oh it's quiet Ladies and Back again. The Sands Hotel proudly presents the star of our show, direct from the bar. Awesome stuff. Dean That's Martin. torture, my friends. That is torture. Now, I would rather have this than Oklahoma torture. Yeah, that is, oh my gosh. Baby Shark. 
And it feels like the guys in Oklahoma were just doing that to be. What's the word I'm looking for? Oh yeah, dicks. Daddy You don't have to hear it anymore. Just put an end to it right there. I mean, that's the way you feel. That's what you'd want. So, I mean, they're claiming in Oklahoma that they endured unconstitutional conditions of confinement slash torture. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if that's true. If it's true. If it's true. Then they absolutely deserve something for that. I would ask for more than 75000 bucks. That seems a little low. Man, I mean, what's the, if you're going to ask for 75 grand, you might as well at least a hundred grand, right? I mean, why you ask for 75? That's like, well, there was four inmates. That's not even 25 a piece. No. Plus, I mean, the attorney's got to get his cut. You're looking at what? Maybe 15 grand a piece, maybe. And then the feds come in with taxes. Like when the lottery, you walk away with maybe seven or eight grand for hours of listening to that God awful song. And being handcuffed, I mean, you could take being handcuffed. You could take getting punched in the face. You could, get, you could take getting spit on. But four hours? Oh, my gosh. That is worth more than 75 grand. Yeah. Oh, right. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. All right, let's go to the break room. Kind of put an end to this torture. I don't know. I just had to talk about it, so I'm sorry. I won't play that song again. You know that one. Oh, my gosh. I needed that desperately. So, in our segment, Who Died Today? Okay, so she didn't really die, but her husband did, Rick Ocasek. So I read, I'm reading an interview with Paulina Poritzkova, Rick Ocasek's wife, ex-wife, estranged wife. And she, uh, remember she, Rick had written her out of the will. He died. They had broken up and they'd been fighting. But she just released a video in some lingerie. Paulina reminding us that she's still a supermodel. And uh, she talked about her relationship with Rick. And it's all worked out now. The lawsuit with the family and that being written out of the will. And she claims that, you know, she got she got enough or she got what she felt she was owed living with that bastard Rick Ocasek for all these years. But one of the things she helped... Uh, she said, I started changing the rules on what our marriage was supposed to be. And he started changing rules. And so, you know, it was a tough, it was a tough marriage. But one of her lines that she talked about, uh, with Rick O'Casey is that she said that, um, he suddenly, you know, didn't find me attractive anymore. I mean, you know what they say, even with the supermodels, you know what they say. You don't email me. Chewing the fat at the blaze.com. I'll let you know what they always say. Okay? It doesn't matter. But I will say that this is, this is really fascinating that she said, I started feeling like I was a coffee table. Something you put, S word, another word you can't say, uh, 
something you put crap on bump into in the middle of the night but pay no attention to other than that i mean nobody deserves to feel like that right okay well almost nobody deserves to feel like that right okay let's leave it there all right for those of you wondering congratulations i know you've been i know you've been wondering and concerned about what is going to happen to black panther who is taking over the black panther role and we don't you know oh my gosh is it going to be you know michael b jordan's character because you know what's his face um passed away he actually did die who died today he didn't die today though you know in the words of joe biden can we all say it now oh my gosh is that another word we're not supposed to say negro right we're not supposed to say that word anymore all right so and i'm just just stop it it's just he's such a old goofball i don't even know why i brought it up i probably should just edit that out of the stupid podcast because he's such a <sighs> hey let's go brandon uh chadwick bosman is his name for black panther who passed away and uh we were all concerned who's gonna be the black panther who's gonna do it well we've we've decided now okay it's going to be you ready all i have to do is find his name here in this story and you're gonna know who it is immediately because you're gonna go oh yeah because we've got black panther 2 coming out i mean everybody's fired up about it and we don't know who's going to be the new Black Panther. Well, we kind of do. Winston Duke. Winston Duke. Come on down. Don't say who. Winston Duke. He's going to be the next Black Panther. His character, M'Baku. You remember M'Baku. Uh, Winston Duke is now going to be the Black Panther. So congratulations to Winston so anyway congratulations to the new black panther let's hope the success continues so the subway meat mystery continues i don't even know if i want to say any more after that i just kind of want to leave it there the subway meat mystery continues on netflix <laughs> <laughs> the subway meat mystery season two does it have tuna or doesn't it the amended lawsuit accusing subway of duping the public about its tuna sandwiches now claims that the alleged mystery meat actually contains trace amounts of chicken pork and cattle dna I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but chicken, pork, and cattle aren't tuna. Now, tuna could have eaten chicken, pork, and cattle. I mean, that's what you feed them at the tuna farms, don't you? I don't know. I have not been to a tuna farm. I'm just asking, does not what you feed them? Well, I used to have a fish, uh, a paku fish. You know, a cousin to the piranha. Yeah, Paku. 
and they they're vegetarians and we used to feed it cat food i love that fish that fish grew so big he was a monster fish man and we used to feed him cat food yeah he he grew to be huge man but uh hey don't lie he loved it i don't know I, he always ate it i don't know that he loved it that was the food we gave him so that's the food he ate but he got huge you know i would wake up in the apartment i lived in i the, i the, where where my bedroom was is it was right off the kitchen in this apartment and we put we originally we put the fish tank up on top of the refrigerator so i could lay on the bed and the way the apartment was set up the there was no door on this side of the kitchen the door was on the other side of the kitchen so when i'd wake up you'd see the doorway headed into the kitchen and that's where the refrigerator was and you saw the fish tank up on top of the refrigerator that's where it was and you'd wake up and and the fish we named him jaku uh would be in the corner with his with his fish beak down into the corner with his tail up in the air moving back and forth like where is my food and you'd get up and walk by the fish tank and he would follow you all along follow you all along and be up to the top until you threw some cat food up on top and the cat food would float and he would just come up and get the flat the cat food anyway so i don't know what tuna eat okay that could it be cattle chicken and pork sure it's possible but apparently this company collected 20 tuna samples from 20 different subway restaurants in southern california submitted them for testing at the barber lab at ucl's ucla's department of ecology and evolutionary biology who doesn't love that place i mean whew I love Barber Lab at UCLA's Department of Ecology and Evolutionary Biology. So 19 of the 20 samples, I'm surprised it wasn't 18, 19 of the 20 samples contained no detectable tuna DNA whatsoever. Zero. Zip. Nada. (laughs) Now remember the last time I don't know if it says it in the story, but the last time that they tested it, they tested it because it was it was frozen, and so they had they kind of the the testers, and I don't know if it was at the uh, Baker Lab at UCLA's Department of Ecology and Evolutionary Biology, but they said that since it was frozen, it's possible that some of it would lose its viability when they were testing for the dna okay i get that but this doesn't sound like they it sounds like they purchased it and drove it right over to the old barber lab and said hey (laughs) test it (laughs) so the company obviously uh you know 100 percent tuna now could the company have a different definition of what tuna is yes I mean, maybe in their, you know, the bylaws, maybe they're want, they want to go to court. So they say, hey, Subway's tuna contains pork, cattle, and seafood, or fish food, or cat food, or whatever it is. We, it has it all. That's what we consider tuna. So we'll just wait to see what happens with this lawsuit. But as of right now, it appears. And it's only at these 20, 19 of the 20 Subways that had that non-tuna ingredients in their tuna sandwich 
I mean, Subway's got a lot of freaking stores. How many stores they got now? 41,600 stores worldwide. I mean, that's down. In 2019, they had 42,431, so they lost a few. Last couple of years, pandemic a little rough on Subway. <laughs> uh, so, you know, a couple of stores touch up the tuna a little bit just uh you know throw a little cattle some pork in there throw a little pig in there nobody will know don't worry about it <laughs> i'm trying to think someone in my family we don't go to subway very often because i i mean they're not that really that day not that anyway and uh well, somebody in my family used to order tuna from there and now we know that they weren't getting tuna, those bastards. The standoff at the border is heating up between Texas Governor Greg Abbott and the federal government. Politicians will never let a crisis go to waste. We have been invaded. The crisis is being used by Republicans as a photo op by the Democrats to expand their voting base. More than 85% of everybody reaching the border is coming in. That's the definition of an open border. Just down the road, you can get in no problem, no Humvees, no armed guards. What people don't realize is there's a way around everything. The Blaze Originals team traveled to the Texas border, ground zero of the most controversial news story of 2024. With some experts estimating over 4 million border crossings in 2023 alone, we embedded with the Take Our Border Back convoy to investigate. What if the entire narrative you thought you knew was a lie? Go watch the real story of Texas versus the feds and how the elites use the border crisis against us by visiting realbordercrisis.com. And use code TEXAS for $30 off an annual subscription to Blaze TV. Follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR, Instagram and Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio. Speaking of Jeff Fisher Radio, Instagram and Facebook, next Friday, those of you listening live today, the 12th of November 2021, uh, next Friday is when I shave my hair off for OUR. Uh, our rescue uh those of you that have donated thank you so much we're almost at our goal of six thousand dollars i wanted to at least have enough to rescue one slave for as they uh you know they once they oh you are rescues them they don't just kick them to the curb don't, okay you're safe now get out amazingly they don't do that they uh pay for uh uh, medical and travel and lodging and education, vocational training, get them back on their feet uh, so that they're actually a survivor and are able to, you know, have a real life. And it costs about $6,000 per slave, per person, uh, to get them back on their feet. So I wanted to do that, and we're almost there. And you can donate by uh, that link is in my bios uh, at uh, Twitter, at JeffyJFR, and Facebook and Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio. It's, uh, you can just go to OurRescue.org, too. It's really easy. You just click on the Donate tab, and then you find the Fundraisers tab. Then you scroll down and find my particular fundraiser, or you just click on the link that I've provided for you. Either way, though, is you could do anything you want. That's fine as long as you donate. 
thank you so much i appreciate it and i also uh you can email chewing the fat at the i got a couple of emails into chewing the fat one from uh todd who went on to tell me about some shows i needed to watch giving me some updates on some shows that i needed to watch and uh he also is telling me that uh in cambridge massachusetts no heinz on the shelf wait what he was saying uh perhaps you could make some calls as a heinz officer and yes i'd be happy to this is completely unacceptable and he also is following the rules which he he uh goes on to tell me the last thing i used to tell people mind their own damn business when asked what i was listening to but now he follows the rule of what being a subscriber to chewing the fat is he tells them hey i'm listening to chewing the fat and you should too if you know what's good for you yes thank you i appreciate it very much and that's a rule i i gotta i look i it's a rule you have to you subscribe to chewing the fat if someone says hey what are you listening to the answer is chewing the fat with jeff fisher now i know you're going to be listening to other stuff i get it that's fine i i listen to other stuff all the time i wouldn't want to listen to me 24 7 that'd be torture well maybe not i mean after a while no don't oh dear lord no i didn't mean it that way and so see that's even worse than me really some would say so anyway please stop thank you the point is is when no matter what you're listening to when asked what are you listening to your answer has to be chewing the fat it's a rule sorry that's just just the rule then i got an email from jesse who is saying hey i was going through uh, wikipedia for the marines and found a little something that is very interesting and eye-opening we hear all the time how white americans should be apologists to black americans because of slavery well history books left out the 40 plus year engagement that we were mainly involved in where we sent our navy to africa to stop atlantic slave trade between the years of 1819 and 1861 and had you been here at the mercury museum you would have known that you wouldn't have needed wikipedia but thank you very much jesse for your email and you're right and that's just the way it goes i mean we're battling that that's an uphill struggle forever you just tell people mercury one go to mercury one and go to the museum and they'll learn some real history and you'll be okay all right or you can go to Wikipedia and learn about African slave trade. Yeah. yeah, whatever you want. It's fine. I'm sure everything on Wikipedia is true. I think we all know that. Yeah, we do. And, oh, makes me think, is it torture? Remember, we just had the story not long ago where the bar in, here in Texas said that they you couldn't play What's-Her-Face's Mariah Carey's song, um, All I Want for Christmas one time a day after thanksgiving right or after december 1st and now zero you don't get any of it but it's still in the jukebox that's damn near on america and if it's in the jukebox i should be able to listen to it take it out of the jukebox because having it in the jukebox if it's available that's like that's like putting 
cigarettes behind the counter and then telling you you can't buy them. What is that? This is America. That's like putting pornography magazines behind the counter and then telling them you can't buy them. We're talking about songs in a jukebox. If it's it's in the jukebox, you should be able to play it. (laughs) And then if someone plays that in the jukebox, you beat the living crap out of them. This is not, thank you. No, I don't want you to shoot anybody over it. I think. I feel like this show is a knee surgery. You know, I'm just saying, I was talking to somebody the other day about knee surgeries, and you know, my I remember the first, my first knee surgery, where I mean they go in and sliced it up and they fixed everything and then they sewed it back up and then I went home and ripped it open. And I got a big wide scar from there. But after that, the surgeries were like easy. They have it's a three pronged event, right? They go in with the scraper, they go in with the sucker, and they have a camera. So you have a camera, a scraper, and a sucker. And you're good. And I got to watch it. The first one I got to watch. So, you know, you're able to see it up on the camera as a because they're scraping your bones and getting rid of all that nastiness. And then the, the vacuum comes along and sucks it up. And it's just, that's what this show is. That's what this show is. This show is a knee surgery. <laughs> Uh, I've talked about it. I remember I mean, this got me thinking about uh, I was talking to this guy who got a replacement, knee replacement, then he got an infection and they had to go in and replace it again. And remember the one lady that used to work here? Her husband had a double hip replacement and they gave him the wrong size. So he had to go back in again. I mean, for the first, I don't know. I don't know how long it was. He was like, oh, this doesn't feel right. Yeah, it's the wrong size, you idiots. It's supposed to be a tuna sandwich. <laughs> For your hips? Yes. Which is supposed to get what you order. But just amazing. I was just thinking about uh, knee surgery. It's so funny. That's what, this, that's what this show is. It's a camera, a scraper, and a sucker. <laughs> Did you see... we? Did we, didn't we talk a couple of weeks ago about the recall of the COVID-19 tests? Did we not talk about that? I feel like I mentioned it, but we know now that over 2 million COVID tests are being recalled due to false positive concerns. Um. Okay, thank you. Illum... I guess that's how you say it, E-L-L-U-M-E, is recalling its at-home COVID-19 test over the potential of false positive results. Oh, okay. It's the most, the FDA classified the recall as a class one recall, which is the most serious type, and said the use of these tests could cause serious health consequences or death. Okay. So the product is an antigen test that uh, detects proteins from the SARS-CoV-2 virus from a nasal sample. The test is available without prescription for use. Yeah, 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 we got all that. So uh, what could have happened? Are these tests a false positive test? Result could lead to delayed diagnosis of treatment and, and so on. I mean, you know what the problem is that it's screwed up. But it's, at least they're recalling them. 
I mean, at least they just didn't leave him out. Don't don't say anything to anybody. Just let it go. Because we just had the story of the pharmacy in Virginia, right? Giving uh, they're supposed to give, be giving kids the vaccine, right? So the vaccines come. The kids one I think comes with the orange top, and the the big guy vaccine comes with the blue tops. So the kids came for the vaccine. All they had was the blue top. And thought, ah, you know what? They're supposed to give a. Th- I gotta remember. Gosh darn it! I feel like I feel like you get thirty micrograms in the adult vaccine, and the kids are only getting ten. Under twelve, they get ten micrograms. I think that's right. I don't have the exact story in front of me. So what the pharmacy was doing is taking the adult vaccine and just I would just take about a third out of here. All right, we're good. Get out. There you go. Get out of here. <laughs> so then they told, you know, they had to, then they, they pulled them all from the pharmacy. They sent letters out to everybody. They're crying, saying, hey, it could have been a mistake. Make sure you keep an eye on your kids. We don't know if they got too much, if they got too little. I mean, it's probably close, right? And they said, go to your physician and figure out if they should get the second test because this was the first shot so whether you should get the second shot or whether you should wait so many days and then restart the whole thing again i think if i'm a parent of one of those kids i don't know that i restart it i don't know that i restart the whole program again because they already got some of it so whether they got a little bit under or a little bit over I think you wait uh, the longest you can wait before you you know up until to get the second shot and you give the kid the second shot if you're getting the vaccines. I mean, you can well, why are they giving the kids a vaccine? That's not what we're talking about. It's talking about you. They've already decided they're getting the vaccine. So I think if you because I mean the pharmacy was getting close. That's you know whatever it's, it's close. That's just a kid. Take out a little bit, give them a shot, and get them out of here. Apparently, that's not what you're supposed to do. All right, so I thought the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, trial was going to have the closing arguments today for those of you listening live uh, on the 12th of November, but no. Closing arguments on Monday. And so they are, there have been 30 witnesses, eight days. I have no idea why that trial is still going on, but it is. So apparently there are, and I didn't know this about, I should have probably paid a little bit more attention to the trial, but eh. uh, eight men, 10 women are going to be narrowed to 12 by the drawing of names, according to the judge. And that's who's going to decide the case. I know it's kind of weird. I, okay, whatever. It should be over, you know, sometime next week though. So each each attorney gets a couple hours to give you their points of view, and then the judge will give. The, hopefully, I, I would bet at that point, if I'm Rittenhouse's people, I'm asking for a mistrial right then. Let's let's end this thing. And I see where Don Lemon's attorney has sent a letter to Megan Kelly. Remember we we talked about uh, Megan's interview with the heist guy the guy that's uh going to court against lemon that won't settle and uh you know don grabbed him and put his finger in his nose and other places 
uh, <laughs> no, don't, no, 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 no. This was a bar. It wasn't outside. You don't get that. You don't get that with Don Lemon rubbing himself aggressively and shoving two fingers underneath his mustache. You don't get that. No. Stop. Stop. My gosh. So anyway, Don's still pissed. <laughs> He sent a letter by an attorney that said, hey, you're giving lopsided and inaccurate version of the encounter. It's a podcast. Uh, We get to do that. How about you just worry about what you're going to prove in court? Okay. I know the guy wouldn't settle with you. So just go away. But, uh, you know, time's up, Don. Oh, I mean, you should be fine. Don't worry about it, Don. I believe you innocent until proven guilty i know that's the way it is all right and so we have uh one last thing that i I know we'll get out of here i know it's been long already it's it's friday it's fat pile friday it's like it's like my knee surgery is what this is it's knee surgery you got the camera you got the scraper you got the sucker and i can tell you that i'm the sucker oh i mean no 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 not that kind of sucker stop stop all right so Corby, there's three headlines in a lie. You know, it comes from an email that I get. Now, I've got three separate three headlines in a lie. I haven't got to them in a while. And there's some, they've, a couple of them, they've done a really good job. The Morning Brew is the email news service that puts it out. And they, they some of it's kind of funny. So there's one on here that I feel like you'll know just because we covered all the stories on it so i'm gonna add a couple of them are really good though you should know these gosh darn it okay we might do two all right we'll do we'll do two three headlines and a lie you should be all right and you're gonna be tested on this to tell me which one is truthful the three that are good but just tell me the one that's bad all right okay tell that's what we're gonna call this tell me the one that's bad so four headlines Hiker lost for 24 hours, ignored calls from rescuers because of unknown number. Man spent most of his COVID business loan on one item. Prosecutors say $57,789 on a Pokemon card. Pokemon card. Sweet Green is going to launch a new podcast it describes as Recipe Blog meets TMZ. Kellogg's customer files $5 million lawsuit alleging Pop-Tarts don't have enough strawberries. Now, we did all those on this show. Well, we did all of them but one. Were you listening to know which one wasn't real? I'm pretty sure it was the sweet green one. You're right. That's a good one, one. though. That could actually happen. That might happen before the end of the year. A podcast from Sweet Green? (laughs) Recipe blog meets TMZ? That could happen. That could happen. That's the only thing that doesn't have a podcast. Okay, so one more. Great job. You two could win a brand new one more to go, which isn't true. Oh, goody. (laughs) Uh, On Pornhub, math teacher makes his mark teaching calculus. Alvin and the chipmunks owner is looking to sell for about $300 New trend is sees Chinese influencers head to Shanghai Costco to pretend they're in the U.S. Airbnb hints at purchasing Alcatraz prison blocks for rentals. Which one isn't true? God, those are all great. I know. 
Airbnb. You're right. Yes. Congratulations. You listened to the show. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. I totally listened to it. That's almost sounds like you don't really. No, really. Like. I, I love to listen to it. It's like so, knee surgery. Last Friday was International Roger Miller Day. All right. Today, I was going to make it an international day, but then I decided it was torture day. Right. So today is just torture day. We had uh, Easy Street from the Walking Dead torture scene. We had the actual ongoing allegations of torture from Oklahoma where they were tortured with baby shark for four hours and they were handcuffed and beaten and spit on. And then we had the Sopranos torture scene with Dean Martin. And since, you know, we're going old school and we got the new Sopranos movie and David Chase is working on season, you know, getting new seasons of the Sopranos with the kid, we might as well end with, you know, Dean Martin live at the Sands. Ladies and gentlemen, the Sands Hotel proudly presents the star of our show, direct from the bar, Dean Martin. What the hell? Just recreating the machine. All right, that, I, you know what? I, I don't know, but think of that. Hours of that. Oof, I know. I know. Knee surgery. <laughs> Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.